and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. Joining me today to discuss seasonal depression are some members of our National Student Advisory Council that I am so excited to have here with me. But before we get going, I've got to take care of our regular reminder that the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It's not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. I want to get started today and have each of you introduce yourself, where you're from, and why does this topic matter to you? Who wants to kick us off? Um, my name is Leanna. Um, I live right outside the Portland uh, metro area, and I'm a senior in high school. Uh, the reason this topic matters to me is, I mean, I live in Oregon. Um, we have two very different weathers. It's either, um, it's just rainy 24-7, but the thing is, is that um, I get kind of the opposite seasonal depression as my friends. Um, a lot of my friends like the sunny weather, but I get seasonal depression when, during the summer. So while everybody's kind of moody, I'm kind of happy. Um, and that's kind of not, not an even thing that I have to deal with. I'll go. My name is Kiana. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, and I am a senior in high school. And I think seasonal depression is so important to me because it's probably something that I suffer with the most when it comes to mental health. Um, quite surprisingly, I feel like seasonal depression looks like for me something that occurs during the school year, opposed to like something that happens during a certain season. And I think that kind of like the idea of seasonal depression is so um, limited to the public. People don't really know what seasonal depression really is. And, you know, they can't really speak on it. So that's why it's so important to me to talk about it and kind of like always remind people what seasonal depression is and gain more awareness about it. Hi, I'm Anjali. I'm a sophomore from the greater Philadelphia area, and seasonal depression is important to be talked about, like Kiana said, because a lot of people misinterpret what it means, and especially where I live in Pennsylvania, um, the weather just changes constantly, and it's almost hard to adjust to a lot of the times. And it's just important because it reminds those who may be, like, suffering in silence that they are not alone, and this is a normal thing. You know, you all make really great points when you think about seasonal depression. Sometimes we tie it to the seasons of the year, whether it's light or dark, how the weather is, those types of things. But there's also the seasonality of the school year, holiday seasons, times of year that have to do with um, perhaps an event that may have been significant in someone's life. All of those things are also seasons as well. So when you're talking about the different ways that seasonal depression impacts you, it's looking different for, for everybody. And I'm wondering uh, if, if any of you would be willing to share a little bit more, how does it manifest for you? How do you know when you're really getting into that seasonal depression era? For me, I feel like seasonal depression is kind of the opposite of what Leanna was saying. Um, for me, I feel like it starts with the school year because be during the summer, I have so much freedom to do what I want and prioritize things that I actually want to do compared to, like, things 
big like actual structures with the school system so I have time to do like physical activity exercise um I can hang out with my friends you know talk like hang out with my cat and opposed to when school year starts then a load of stress happens you know I have schoolwork I have the idea of tests extracurriculars to juggle and also like I stop prioritizing like my social balance in my social my social life and you know that starts to manifest into a depression um I noticed that I stopped eating um I don't really have time to like have self-care so I start to like kind of get into a slump if that makes sense and I feel like with that I feel like that's how seasonal depression manifests for me because you know school takes such a heavy load of my time so it doesn't really allow the things that I need to feel happy or feel fresh and vibrant Um, I agree. Uh, For me, it's right at the beginning of the school year, especially because uh, I have a loved one that I lost um, every year. Like the anniversary is around August. And when school starts, it's like the big load of stuff that I just wasn't used to because of how free you are in the summer. And then just with school, as much as I love seeing my friends and I consider myself a pretty social person, sometimes I forget to like think about myself. And when I'm overwhelmed with school, I kind of just like get like lost in everything. For me, seasonal depression uh, looks a bit different. Um, I guess seasonal depression once school ends instead of when it starts. Um, and for me, that's just because I like to have structure in my day. Uh, during the school year, um, I get to see um, when I'm going to wake up, when I'm going to come home, uh, the time that I eat so that I know when to prepare meals and stuff like that. Um, and I get to do the things that I like. Uh, I, I personally love doing my extracurriculars. Like I collect them like Pokemon cards. Like They're my favorite thing to do. Um, but during the summer, things kind of like pretty much everything's off my plate. I have nothing to do. Um, and I'm kind of just stuck there like, okay, do I hit up friends? But um, I don't know. I, I like during the school year because then we have like events to go to as friends. Like if there's a school event, go to a basketball game. Uh, there's just a lot of things going on. So uh, during the school year, I've like um, planned fun. And then during the summer, there's just like a blank canvas and I don't know what to do. Um, and from that, I just get really, I get really, um, I get fatigue a lot because I'm not doing enough. Um, and I think that's from when I get, I get less motivated to maybe move my body and then my, um, my mental health starts to decline and, um, I don't eat cause I forget and I'm just, um, there's no structure. And so that's kind of where it comes from me. And also cause I don't like the sun. I just, I hate it. If you can't see from my, oh, never mind. You guys can't see. It's really sunny outside right now in Oregon, and it's currently October. So I'm really hoping uh, that Oregon gets to its normal um, weather um, of gloomy rain. I love it. You know, it's interesting because there's a, there are folks and individuals who have seasonal affective disorder that for them, having light therapy is a treatment. And there are a lot of people in Oregon who experience the same thing that, that Leanna, you're talking about with the, the gray and the gloomy and the rain is actually their natural and their normal. 
And, and that's part of what the rain is, has a lot of healing properties for many people and has a, an uplifting cleansing feeling for that. But not everybody, not all parts of the world work that way. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned some of the things like fatigue, um, losing your appetite for some people. It can be losing your appetite for other people. It can be overeating, um, lack of activity goes along right there with that fatigue. What are some other symptoms of seasonal depression that, that you all might experience or know about? Something that I've noticed is I stay up later, even when I haven't done anything all day, I kind of stay up later as kind of like a, um, a payback to me not doing anything all day. So I'm like, okay, I didn't do anything today. I might as well do something at night. Um, but then I just end up not doing anything at night. <laughs> um, and that results as less sleep or oversleeping in that case. Um, and then my sleep schedule is crazy. And that's another thing why I love during the school year, because then I know when I need to go to sleep and when to wake up when during the summer, um, there's no structure. Kind of piggybacking on what Liana said. Um, insomnia. Yes. Big thing for me. I feel like even during the summer, um, and I can definitely see like your perspective on it because during the summer sometimes I feel like I have like lack of structure and when to sleep. Um, and not only that, I just don't know like how much sleep I'm getting. Like I- I'm like I'm one of those people who takes like multiple naps during the day. <laughs> so I'm there, I'm sleeping from twelve to two and then from eight to four I'm sleeping sleeping again. And it doesn't really make sense, but it's just my structure and it becomes a habit and then within that habit there's also times where it kind of shifts and all of a sudden I'm awake all night so I definitely see that perspective and I also want to say anxiety anxiety for me is a big like um symptom of seasonal affective disorder during the school year like I'm always so on edge and nervous about like what's going to come next I'm always stressed about school um tests and while I feel like that's also a symptom of just school stress as it is, I feel like that can also be characterized with seasonal depression. It's a really good point. For me, I would say like a loss of like interest in things that I usually am like really gravitated towards. And I just feel like almost doing nothing and just like kind of disengaging myself with like the outside world especially like if I always like procrastinate but it's like a different type of procrastination I'm like so if I do nothing and then I just need to get stuff done but like usually that doesn't even happen but if it does I'm just like going as fast as I can and even though like I love school it's just like becomes such a chore you know that's such a really good point and it's interesting that anxiety plays into this for a number of you. I also want to really reflect that the sleeping issue can be a double-edged sword because you you get in there once you start in this oversleeping insomnia type pattern that exacerbates the depression that makes the anxiety worse. And so it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, Sleep is a hugely impactful part of this. And that again, goes back to the idea of, why light therapy works for some people because it helps reset that circadian rhythm. But sleep is one of those factors that can really make seasonal depression a whole lot worse. 
want to know, why do you think it's important to uh, embrace this? How does it help you when you embrace something like seasonal affective disorder? Um, it helps, since it is seasonal, it helps me recognize when it may be coming up. Um, so, like, when it's coming during the summer, I do, I, I make sure that I reach out to friends beforehand and make plans. Because if I don't do that beforehand, everybody's already going to have stuff uh, going on. And then I'll be sitting there, like, just tapping my toes, like, not knowing what to do the whole summer. Um, so I kind of prepare myself, kind of like how a bear prepares for hibernation. <laughs> um, I, I collect things. I make sure, like, I'm ready for what's about to happen. Because uh, I know, I I know I hate no school, no, and during the summer. So I prepare, like, maybe I'll have more clothes available for me during the summer because I hate summer clothes. Um, so finding ones that actually I'm comfortable with. Um, so, yeah, I'm a bear during hibernation. I would say that. I would say that it allows you to, like, instead of just, like, shoving it away to really understand, like, there's a reason for this and, like, that it's not just, like, you're crazy or something. Like, you're able to really come up with things that work for you to be able to adjust to the situation and um, embrace it as much as possible. Agreed. I definitely think it can help with preparation. Um, I feel like with seasonal de- um, depression is that you would never know when it's coming until it comes so like one day you may be fine and the next day you're just not so really understanding what it is and like when it's going to occur um is really going to be beneficial for you so you can help prepare before your mood like dr- declines you can prepare like um like it was said making activities um finding th- new things to engage with talking to your friends um Again, like with sleep patterns, something about sleep is that your body will always make up for the sleep that you lost. So there will be days where, you know, no matter what, you're getting a, a decent amount of rest, but it's not enough. So your body will find that hour throughout the day. So you're going to feel tired. You're going to feel fatigued. So just knowing about seasonal depression and what it brings will, and how you can solve that is going to be beneficial for you when it actually occurs. Now, are there things outside that you find that that might influence how um, an episode may may happen? Like, are there external factors? Do family conflicts? Do family, you know, family vacations, family trip, family drama? Let's just put it out there. Um, friend drama, all those types of things. Do you find that 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 can be a good thing to have a distraction, or does that make things worse? My, I love my family, though, when we're together so much, um, especially during the summer, that's why I just, God, I, I don't like it. <laughs> um, but we're together so much that um, it just, it's kind of like a constant itch on my back that I can't get rid of during the summer um, because my room is right next to the stairs. So you go down the stairs, look into my room. Hey, Leanna, are you doing something? come up the stairs, Leanna, what you doing? <laughs> Making sure that I'm constantly, constantly doing something. Um, so it's, personally for my family, uh, it does contribute to that because during the summer, I, um, we're together a lot more, whereas during um, the school year, it's, I feel like a good even um, of when we get to see each other and it's in our best moods because we just had a nice day. 
or maybe not the best day, but we get through it. Um, yeah, that's my my two takes. I really think it just depends on like what is what is the reason for your seasonal depression. So I know like for some it has to do with trauma, grief. And with that, like maybe sometimes your family may or may not be a good resource. You also have people whose seasonal depression is caused by the holidays, for example, and social interactions. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know about everyone else, but my family during Christmas in one small house, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a really big trigger for me when it comes to social anxiety. Um, so I can't really like, answer I feel like it's very scaled and subjective for me personally you know I do love family interactions when I am going through seasonal when I when it comes to like school year um I love just conversing with my siblings and my mom and my dad but I do recognize that there are some cases where that may not be the best for others I've noticed that I like to be as distracted as possible, like a busy bee or something. And I'll just do as many things as possible, like in like things after school or school. But then I'm like being so social and so friendly at school. And then like as soon as I get home or as soon as I have nothing on my plate, I just like completely like disengage with everything. And I just like am not social at all. We all have some different coping mechanisms around this. And it made me think when you all were talking, um, especially about what happens in the, in the impact of school and being away and outside. Did you notice how did things shift during the pandemic when you had to be home all the time? Did that make things better? Did it make it worse? How do you think that whole period of time may have impacted or maybe even created um, some episodes of depression. I think, I think the pandemic uh, changed what my seasonal depression is, um, because as I would say before COVID, um, my seasonal depression was during the school year. Um, I dreaded it, but then after COVID, I realized how much I l- missed and loved it and dreaded having no structure because during COVID there wasn't a lot of structure. I couldn't do a lot of things. And so um, I didn't even realize until you brought this up, honestly, <laughs> like you were talking about it and I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're different. Um, and so that's just really crazy for me to reflect on that uh, COVID actually changed when I do get my seasonal depression. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to think about that more. For me, I feel like I'm in the minority when I say this, but like COVID really like, I feel like COVID did me something good. Like for me, I feel like the issue with school was the fact that I had to be constantly engaged with school. You know, I couldn't be doing two things at once. I couldn't be distracted and in front of a teacher. While compared to when I was COVID, you know, I have social anxiety. So I was in my own little space, my own little bubble. You know, I was eating while being on virtual class. I was crocheting. You know, I was doing my own stuff. So it's like I had time to juggle everything that I wanted to do. Um, For me, classes were shorter than what it really is. It went from 90 minutes classes for, for 
four periods, 90 minutes a day to about 30 minutes, four periods. So it, it, it went down and it, it decreased the load that I had to, and responsibility that I had to do a lot. Mm-hmm. And while I do think it kind of messed up, you know, my social interactions with others, I do think it helped me. And it maybe not notice the shift between, uh, you know, summer to school years, which kind of helped with seasonal depression for me. I would say that for me, COVID was almost like a healing period for me. And like, especially because I'm, I'm younger than you guys. So I was in seventh grade when COVID hit, but all of eighth grade, I was virtual. So basically my entire like middle school, I only had half of that. But it was actually, I actually really enjoyed being online for a year. Like, I don't think I would want to go back. But during that time, it was really nice, especially because I have a twin brother and we were had all the same classes. So we were just in the same room like all day, which we did get on each other's nerves sometimes. But we were like really able to bond like during our lunchtime, we would go outside and play lacrosse. Like we would do things like that. And especially because in my school, it was not structured. So we'd have classes, but it would be like log on for 10 minutes and then go do your work whenever you can. Um, so it did allow me to like bond with my brother more and just like really focus on myself, I'd say. You know, it's so interesting. Um, Being in middle school during the pandemic is like, I think probably the ideal time to be in a pandemic is middle school because that's like the most awkward social interaction of all times ever. And you got to spend it like in a whole different way. I I think many of our listeners are going to be jealous of your experience, to be honest with you. Uh, (laughs) Plus you had a built-in, a built-in buddy, um, which is super cool. That's super special that you got to to bond with your brother during that time because there are gifts from the pandemic. And perhaps one of these talk to me well is we should talk about the gifts of the pandemic, which I think would be an interesting topic for consideration, just throwing it out there, uh, because there are a lot of things that we learned about ourselves during this. And part of what I want to do with the time we have remaining is I want to give each of you some time to talk about what are your tips for coaching, coping with seasonal depression, seasonal anxiety, and the stuff that we've talked about today? This is your time to put it out there and tell our listeners, what do you do about it? How do you cope with it? Popcorn it around. Oh, I think I touched on it a little bit about how I'm kind of a bear going into hibernation. But I really, I really connect with that because the bear knows when it's coming. Um, and so what they do is they pretty much repair for it. And so, um, each year it might be different, like during, uh, quarantine, of course we couldn't hang out with each other. And so I would, uh, find ways to keep myself busy at home. Um, but since after, not after COVID, since things have opened up more, um, during the summer, I would find ways that I could maybe go on a hike, um, cause I love hiking, um, and stuff like that. Yeah. I know, like, I I usually get tired when people tell me this, but constantly practicing self-care. Self-care can do a lot and, like, improve your mood so much. And for me, like, it has helped me so much throughout these past couple of months, especially with college apps. Um, But 
You know, those simple, like, catering to yourself can do, like, so much and improve, like, a lot that's going on. Like, earlier, I was typing up, like, college essays while, like, doing facials. And, you know, I feel like that helped me so much because I'm finding balance. And I'm you're just trying to find balance in your life between the work and the social or, you know, trying to always get up or do something or even if it's just a walk around the house or listening to music you know something that you want to do or something that you have the power to take control of and while that may not solve everything it can solve a lot I will say I've noticed making like to-do lists, but like making them super manageable, um, just because the feeling of checking something off your list gives you that motivation. Um, and also like for me, um, doing sports really helps. Um, like sw- I swim and play lacrosse and just like, that's like such an escape. Like sometimes swimming is like a lot, but the feeling of like just jumping in the water and then you just look at the bottom of the pool and you don't have to talk to anybody and you can kind of just be with yourself for like two hours. It's just really like freeing. You know, you're writing the playbook. Go right ahead. Something I also wanted to add is I've been taking myself on like dates for, for myself. Um, so during the summer when I didn't have any plans prepared, um, I was like, okay, what we're going to do is I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm just going to walk. I, I just to get myself out of bed and doing something. Um, and I just, I think that it comes down to movement. Um, because one of my biggest, uh, symptoms of seasonal depression is fatigue and, um, not getting out a lot. And so, um, something I've been doing for the past year is just, uh, finding ways to get myself moving and get out, whether that be like a small hike or, uh, going to the boba shop, ordering by myself, sitting down. It's just so healing, um, to have that time and just like have those internal thoughts, have a conversation with yourself. You might look crazy, but it's like, it's so fun, I think. Um, and I think that also has to do with self-care. Well, like I say, you all are are writing the book on the right things to do to deal with seasonal depression, make a plan, get out there, do things, have some structure, self-care, 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 self-care is such a big one of that. And exercising, being part of something like a swim team, like a lacrosse team or any of the types of things, even just going for a walk in the mall, all those things are things that get us moving, get our body moving get all of our endorphins going and keep us in a space where we can cope with, with what we know is going to happen. I really want to thank you all for sharing your wisdom today and talking about your experiences with seasonal depression and also for being so open to share what you're going through and how you cope with things so that others can also be well. If you are looking for support with your mental health and any other medical questions, please visit us at providence.org. And for parents, teachers, and students, check out worktobewell.org. That's work2bewell.org. I am your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, and this has been Talk To Be Well. Be well, everybody.